What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I've got special guest and fellow natural bodybuilding competitor, Lionel Orgy, on the line. He and I competed way back in 2016, I want to say, and we both won our classes, and then we battled it out in the overall, and he beat me by a hair in the overall, and I just couldn't live with that. So we've decided to uh, lock horns again and see if we can battle it out, and I can take that title from him. So we dive into what his prep protocol is going to be for this year, what my prep protocol is going to be, what it is currently, and all kinds of other good and exciting stuff. So sit back, relax, hope you enjoy, hope you learn something about natural bodybuilding, and uh, just enjoy this conversation with Lionel. And Lionel, we're live. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a while since we've talked, man. It's been like we've talked a little bit on Instagram. It's probably been uh, a couple of years since I had you on the podcast. I mean, you were when I first podcast guest. I think when I just launched the podcast in like 2016, you were one of my first five guests. I think I was. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, three years or so, four years. Oh. When was the last show that you did? Was it was it then in 2016? I think. I did. It was 2000. It was 2017. I did the NGA uh, Seattle Pro Am show. Nice, nice. So for those listening, Lionel is one of the. Uh, he's one of he's one of the guys that pushes me to be better. So I owe you a lot, brother. I mean, you, you keep me on my toes. So hats off to you. <laughs> well, wait till we step on stage again. That that was pretty exciting last time we did that. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so let's dive in. Let's roll up our sleeves and dive into some of the prep stuff, man. So give me a little little refresher here, uh, but also anybody listening, you and I are both natural bodybuilders, um, which is probably a lot of people that don't know what natural bodybuilding even is. Um, so I guess let's just start from the top. Like you want to kind of give your definition of it. Uh, for me, natural bodybuilding is uh, bodybuilding, basically using your body to its natural potential so you're not taking any drugs you're not taking any prescriptions diet like extreme diuretics it's just basically just pushing your body to the absolute extreme without assistance and then you're competing against others that are um in the same boat so i feel which like is good because a lot of people are like you know when you think of bodybuilding that's like if you're not familiar with the fitness uh with the fitness arena, all you're thinking is bodybuilding's drugs, you know, people can't be that big naturally and blah, 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 which, you know, when you, you can't be like 380, yeah. <laughs> 4% body fat. But yeah, there's this is more like the realistic approach to bodybuilding. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have this skewed perception of that you just have to be on performance-sensing drugs and steroids if you're going to be stepping on a bodybuilding stage. So it's cool for us that we can step on a bodybuilding stage and be competitive and not have to put our long-term health at risk. Exactly. Exactly. Cause you know, once you hop on that stuff, all you want to do is just get bigger. And so you want to take more and then take more and then see how far your body can take it. And it's just like, well, when you get, when you go down that aisle, you know, you, you don't know how far you're going to actually push yourself before you realize it's like, Maybe I shouldn't be taking, you know, all this every week, you know, 
totally, I man. Guess teach their own, I, I suppose. I mean, I feel like me personally, I I'm scared to start ever playing around with that stuff because I feel like with my kind of extremist personality type, if I was to see myself, uh, you know, just get that jacked and that vascular and everything, and then and then perform at the level that would be possible with drugs, I wouldn't want to backstep from that. Like I would want that to be the new baseline. And then you get on this endless cycle of never cycling off the drugs, and then you become addicted to them, basically, uh, even if it's just psychologically. But then when you go down that rabbit hole, I mean, you're really screwing things up for the long haul. Yeah, like ment- like physically and mentally. Because just like you said, I've I, I talked to one guy, and he was like, yeah, I have a buddy that hopped on some juice. He did it for a few years, hopped off. Now he wants to, you know, try to do all that naturally. But you already pushed your body to look a certain way with drugs. That once you exercise without drugs, you're never going to reach what you were with drugs. And then he said his buddy doesn't even lift anymore because of that. It's like, well, it's pointless now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pathetic. Um but I, I don't know, man. I, I'd like to get your opinion on this. But I feel like the people that get on drugs get massive, you know, break all the records, et cetera, et cetera. Like when they get off the drugs, they they go downhill pretty quick. Whereas with natural bodybuilders, even those that are retired and don't really train near to the extent that they did when they were in their prime, like they have like a different type of muscle density. Like it looks better long term. It just has a, a higher quality appeal to it. And it sticks around a lot longer. Yeah, that, yeah, I could, yeah, that makes sense. I know, like, when I saw, when I saw Dennis Wolf, like, a couple months after he finished, he did his last show, someone posted on Instagram, and I was like, no, Dennis Wolf does not look, he looked like a normal human being. It was like the weirdest thing. I was like, what? But yeah, I think what you're saying, because when you're building up that kind of muscle, you know, you're putting your body through uh, certain tensions and stuff. So that's how you're muscle building like that way. But when you do it naturally, it's not, um, oh, for lack of a better word, assisted yeah. in the muscle growth. So like daily activities that we do could still keep us in a certain ballpark. Versus totally. like someone that's huge and then they go back to doing normal, you know, things. They're not going to be able to stimulate, uh, stim- uh, stimulate that muscle as well as when they run. I don't know if that makes sense. No, totally, totally. So with regards to the natural bodybuilding, like depending on the federation, they're all a little bit different. But we're pretty much held to a standard of everybody's polygraphed prior to stepping on stage and then usually all the top winners, you know, depending on the federation again, but usually everyone that wins or places within the top three has to take a, a urinalysis test immediately post-show. Mm-hmm. But you said you're, you're doing, um, uh, you did NGA show last. Are you doing, what federation are you going to be competing in the, going forward this year? WMBF. I'm going to do the one in April, April 18. Do you... uh? Are you going to do just the one or are you going to do do multiple you think? Um so my goal this this time I want to do my final goal is to do WMBF Worlds. Mhm. Qualify and do that. Um so my prep this year is going to be a lot different than when I prepped in the past. 
Um, I'm not going so extreme, uh, making it more like a sustain, sustainable approach to prep. And so that's why I'm hoping to be able to prep basically almost a whole year and then see how that goes. So you started prep on what day? I started prep on the 31st, either the 30th or 31st of December. So basically beginning of the year. Um, and what, what were your starting stats? Um, I was 220.8. That's when I started out. Um, Remember what your body fat percentage was? I didn't. I didn't get that measured. What about your, your macros and calories? Are you tracking all that right now? Yeah, my macros when I started, um, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm actually looking up my stats right now. Um, my macros when I started was 275 protein, 360 carbs, and 60 grams of fat. I guess I should probably preface anybody listening to this that, that you're, not, you're not keto. I'm sure they probably figured it out after that, but um, we're just talking natural bodybuilding in general. So 60 fat. 375 carbs you said and 275 protein 360 carbs 360 carbs yeah so it's been a long time since i've done a prep with carbs man like what is the (laughs) the overall strategy like what do you think your game plan is going to be to peak for that april show um just gradually dive down um right now my carbs i was kind of experimenting with different things because my last prep i did with Jerry Burnaby, mm-hmm. which was part of the Dr. K um, diet doc um, program, and he um, every time every time I do prep, I always try to learn and be able to implement that. You know, see how that works. And so um, I'm basically gonna do kind of do what how he taught me, and then uh, which you know kind of bring the calories down slowly and slowly once my weight starts plateauing um i'm actually going to be linking up with jerry for worlds um later on this year so you dial me in but um yeah just slowly bring down the calories flexible dieting right so it's not like i'm gonna be you know (laughs) stuck to the same exact foods um and basically go from there do you so you're basically doing all your manipulations yourself up until the very end and when you link up with him? Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to do this first show by myself using what I've learned in the past. And then, um, yeah, and then I'll link up with him towards other shows later on in the year. What do you think your calories will get down to by April? Mm, maybe like 2,500. 2,500? And so, so yeah. what is what is that total calorie intake now with the numbers you just gave? Um, that was uh just over three thousand. Just over three thousand. Wow, man! So you think you'll only be dropping like five hundred calories total in that time? That's crazy. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be good though. Maybe because I I made some changes uh, earlier and I was trying to like kind of see kind of play with some things, so I kind of dropped my carbs a lot. I was like, oh, wait, why did I do all that? But um, so now I'm going to start. I started implementing refeeds, which I should have done since the beginning. But anyways, um, 
yeah, so I'm 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 gonna probably post for a bit. I don't need to make too many changes. I think my body fat dropped a lot um, since I've started. Yeah, I was I was stalking you on Instagram, man. You've leaned out a lot just in the past few weeks, it seems. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is this is weird. I'm not even no cardio either. You know, I'm not taking any fat burners. It's just just changing the um just changing nutrition mostly. What about your training? Are you keeping it pretty constant or are you changing that up at all? Yeah, my training's pretty constant. I do I do the same, um, train the same as when I train in my off season. Because my you know, your body's used to it. And when I'm training in my off season it consists of a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels good to be exercising with a lot of volume. Um, you know. But I haven't so I do have a problem with barbell squatting because I think my mechanics are wrong. So I've been doing a lot of stretching, you know, ankle stretching, hip stretching. And so I, I'll squat every so often, but it's mostly just like the leg press, legs, uh, hack squat, side lunges, that kind of thing until I'm, I'm comfortable enough to squat. So like so. mechanics being off, you just like lack of flexibility, mobility, or what, like an injury? Uh, I, I know my ankles are pretty uh pretty tight because uh certain pro um different protocols i do i can't do them properly because my heel will lift up mm-hmm. um but i've been working with uh um atg uh coaching which i linked up with them on ig from my dude uh adam big hill mm-hmm. um they've helped me a lot with my knees like i was having bad problems with my knee like my right knee uh, uh, chondromalacia mm. and the program that they gave me I've been doing a lot of stretching and I, I didn't realize how bad <laughs> how stiff I, I was until I started doing their program I did their program for like four months and wow that helped a lot like a lot so mostly just stretching um, for the knee and ankles trying to get it all loosened up um, yeah, stretching, but just more like, um, I do sissy squats. I do like, uh, um, a lot of kind of like, uh, uh, range of motion, um, lunges and like deep, uh, deep squats and stuff, which helps with activating, um, your quads in a certain way, mm-hmm. like your vastus medialis, you know, hips. So I've been, I do that. I stopped their program right before my prep started but i still do a lot of their exercises during my um my exercise routine just so i can keep it up so, so. with like what kind of like total body split are you doing like are you doing like a uh you know back one day legs one day or how, how do you have that kind of structured um i guess you can say i do push pull legs but it's more like if i i kind of listen to my body so i'll either do uh, like an upper body, like either push or pull on Monday, then I'll do legs mm-hmm. right in the middle, and then I'll do um, back or chest the next day. But I'll throw in shoulder, like I'll do like my shoulders, like rear delt or yeah, rear delts and traps. I'll do that on back day and uh, chest. Um, I'll do like shoulder press, side raises and stuff. And then I also do a lot of um, – rotator cuff exercises um 
depending um, which day it is, I'll do a lot of that um, in my lifts. And then like, if I have an extra day, I'll do arms and probably another shoulder day since my shoulders are so weak. And so I repeat that. So I'll hit that three, you know, push legs, pull, and then I'll repeat that later on in the week, depending on how I feel. I feel like that's one thing that like differs pretty drastically from natural bodybuilders and ones that are on gear. Like we definitely benefit from a little bit higher frequency. Like I used to train, you know, I used to like <laughs> look in the grocery store, look at the muscle mag magazines, you know, and they'd, they'd have like a typical one day a week of each muscle group, which you can do. A lot of people that are just get into it can see a lot of success with, but like after you've been training for a while as a natural athlete, I feel like you need to frequently stimulate that same muscle at least two times a week. Yeah, that's what I feel too. Because if you only did it once a week, you're hitting that muscle group, what, 52 times a year? Yeah. <laughs> Out of the 365 days you're hitting, you know, it just, it's, yeah. I I feel like, I, I, I feel better when I hit muscle group at least twice. Or if I don't, if I only can hit it once, the following week I can, I'll probably hit it twice. But legs for sure have to be twice a week. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've been... Like, my legs have always been one of my weaker points, so I've been really focusing on hitting those twice. Uh, but I kind of switched it up a little bit. Here lately, I've had, like, a standalone squat day. So literally all I do in that day is squats. But I'll do, like, 13 or 14 sets of squats. Uh, and then the other day is, like, everything else for legs. That makes sense. But I like it because, yeah. like, squats was psyching me out, man. Like, no matter how many years I do squats, like, that's the one exercise where, like, it just mentally gives me anxiety because I put put it on a pedestal, you know, it's like it's the king of all exercises. So I put it on this pedestal and it psychs me out. So I'm like, okay, one day all I have to worry about is getting through squats. So let's just embrace it and make the most of it. <laughs> but it's worked. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, your legs look good. I remember last time you stepped on stage at, what was it? Kevin and Linda show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you and Felix and, mm-hmm. uh, who was the other guy who was in your class? I don't Micah. Micah, yeah. Yeah, that was that – was, you guys were on stage for like 30 minutes, I think. Yeah, that that's another thing, man. Like people that, that just assume bodybuilding is, you know, you walk on stage and flex a few times and you walk off, like that is not often the case. I mean, we were on stage just going hard at it for like 30 minutes straight. I mean, that's that's pretty intense. That's really like you know the tans running down your chest. You're sweating. Yep, yep. You know? So, what yeah. what about um? Uh, I, I want to kind of get like your your game plans. So you're doing the the show in April, eighteenth, mm-hmm. and they changed that I think two years ago. So it's a super pro qualifier now, right? I think so. I'm not really sure what all these rules and regulations I mean. I I get lost in the weeds, but I think. As long, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I feel like as long as you're, you know, top two, if there's enough people in the class, then you still get a pro card, I think. Don't, no, maybe it's the winner of each class and the overall, they all get pro cards. Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. But you're going to be, like, you're 220 now, so you'll be, Stepping on stage, what do you think? Like one eighty five, one ninety? Uh, well, I was hoping one ninety eight. That's what I usually step on stage at. But one ninety eight. 
Yeah, man, you're gonna be like fifty Maybe pounds heavier than me <laughs> on show day. It's gonna be crazy. Are you doing the show too? Yeah, that was I was gonna surprise you with that, man. But uh, I'm coming after you, bro. <laughs> yes, that's what I want to hear. Yes, because you. All right, so for anybody that doesn't know, the the first so my first competition was in college, and that was in Kansas, I think. My second competition was against you. And I won my class, you won your class, and then we battled it out in the overall. And it was definitely between you and I. I don't even know if there was anybody else competing for the overall. I guess there had to have been, but it was definitely between you and I. Yeah, that was that was super fun. It was. And you beat me. You beat me. I mean, I I think I can make an argument that I had a little bit more definition, but you came in super sharp and you were just way more dense than me. More muscle, you had bigger chest. I think I had bigger calves probably, but that was about it. Oh, I don't have my calves are weak. I think. <laughs> you're doing the but yeah, man. So I I learned that you were doing this show, and I'm like, all right, all right, this is it. I'm coming for you this time. I can't let you get that overall a second time around. So if it's up to me, you're not getting that overall title, bro. Oh shoot! I mean, there's there's a couple. Hey, there's a uh, my dude Aaron Orton's also competing in that show too. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's. He's extra lean. I think he's within a couple pounds of his stage weight. Because I was talking anyway. to him. I'm going to get him on the podcast, uh, I think, next week or the week after. I don't remember which. But I just uh, signed up to sponsor his show because he's doing his show in July. Um, so yeah. I'll be a sponsor of his show. And I may compete. I'm not really sure. Um, but I didn't realize he was doing the one in April. Oh, yeah. That's yes, crazy, man. And and Good. what what does he compete at? What weight? Um, I think about your weight, one high one seventies maybe. Oh, I'll be lighter now. I'm so I'll be like one fifty eight probably. Really? Yeah, I get light, man. I'm one seventy now, um, but by then I'll probably be like in the one fifties for sure. Wow. Oh. Dang. Yeah, I, I I lose a lot, um, but I'll be. I don't remember what the cutoff is. I want to say 165 is the cutoff for the weight class. So I'll be probably okay. a, a lightweight, I guess, that would make me. And then Aaron will be um, middleweight. And then you'll be, what, light heavy? Yeah. Uh, well, are you are you pro? Are you competing on the pro um, portion of it? No, because my pro card doesn't communicate with that federation. So I'll have to get – are you, are you going to be able to do use your pro card or did it lapse? I could use my pro card. You can't? I had a family uh, thing that I had to do um, last year that prevented me from competing. So I have to get my pro card and then compete in order to be up against you. Yeah. I, well, unless it's the – I don't know if, how super pro, pro qualifying works, but what if you got your pro card that day and stepped on stage with the pros? Does it work that way? Is the pro? I think the pros compete before the amateurs, though, or is it the other way around? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in this. I'm gonna figure it out because I want to get my pro card with this federation. I feel like the WNBF is kind of like the gold standard in natural bodybuilding. Is that kind of like the word on the streets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. There's a lot of federations that honor the WM because the WNBF is so strict. Yeah. As far as drug testing and all that. 
So there's a couple of shows. There's one in March that I'm looking at that is a pro qualifying show in Georgia. Uh, so if I do that, get the pro card, then I'll be able to go and lock horns with y'all on April 18th on the pro stage. Yes, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Dude, that that would be sweet, man, because Aaron, Aaron looks freakishly good. I mean, he's going to be tough to beat. You're going to be bringing all the size that you have, so you'll be tough to beat. Um, but, yeah, man, that'd be sweet. Like, I, it's cool because I feel like our little circle and group of people, you know, we. I mean, I don't stay in touch with everybody. I, the first time I've talked to you in ages, but I feel like when we get together, we're on stage. Like, it's it's all super good vibes. The camaraderie's there. Everybody's cheering each other on, but we're all very competitive. Yes, exactly. That makes it, Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I'm curious, man, now that I've been keto for five years, what do you, I mean, I feel like I've been kind of probably in my little echo chamber within the bodybuilding sphere as far as keto is concerned. I'm curious to get your perspective, not being in the keto space, like what does the general bodybuilding population think of keto? Like, is it scoffed at? Like, is it, is it seen in a good light or a bad light? Like what's, what's your take on that? I'm curious. I feel like there's people. Well, I do feel like the the um, like keto. Um, I feel like people get mixed perceptions on keto. Like a lot of people will think keto is like a one. You know, you do keto, you lose all this weight, and you're good. Um, as far as like the non-fitness people, but mm-hmm. when it comes to the fitness people, everyone seems to have their own way of dieting. I don't think people are necessarily frowned down on keto. I think it's like either you're doing keto or you're doing flexible dieting or you're doing bro dieting. And I think just like, it's like a rock, paper, scissors thing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like this, this dieting, I don't like that dieting, that dieting, you know, but I just feel like people just need, I don't know. They just kind of have their own, their own thing. And then there's also the vegan dieters. And then I just think that people outside the fitness industry um, think, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that's, that makes sense. Funny. That makes sense. I, uh, I feel like the, the majority of the people that are in the bodybuilding space specifically, especially in the natural bodybuilding, I feel like they kind of all gravitate towards flexible dieting if it fits your macros for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like flexible dieting, if it fits your macros, gets a lot of mixed reviews because people that aren't really in that space, they kind of just chalk it up as like a way to eat ice cream and pop tarts. But that, like, the people that actually do flexible dieting the right way, that's not really what they're promoting at all. Exactly. Yeah. It's more like just promoting like moderation because. People are like, oh, flexible dieting. Oh, so you could diet off of ice cream and you're going to get lean. Oh, that sounds like BS. But it's the same people that are doing grow dieting where they're eating asparagus, you know, potatoes, and tilapia. And they'll eat that all week and then have a binge day. Yeah. Like, it, it, <laughs> which one makes sense? Do a moderation or having a, 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 a binge eating, you know, approach to dieting? But, you know, everyone's. I, I don't know, whatever, you know, but I do feel like with 
flexible dieting people that aren't in the fitness industry can kind of grasp. If you have patience with yourself and you could kind of just grasp some of those like techniques and approaches to eating because it won't make you feel like, oh, this food's bad, that food's bad, oh, I could only eat this versus like, oh, okay, I can eat a little bit of this, a little bit of that still fits into my, you know, my calories or my macros for the day and I'd be fine. But so do you, do you mix up the foods quite a bit, like on a day-to-day basis, or do you kind of stick to the same things throughout the week and then next week change it up a little bit more based off of what your cravings are? Like how do you kind of structure it? Like are you meal prepping or are you kind of just going off the fly? Like how do you prefer? Um, my last prep, I changed foods up like almost every day. Like I ate ice cream. I had – or low-carb ice cream. I had like – I was eating – homemade eggplant lasagna, spaghetti, uh, zucchini noodles. I was going like that. Um, I think when I did that, I was kind of obsessing a lot with food. And so I'm like, oh, what should I eat tomorrow? Oh, what should I eat? You know, and then watching the Food Network channel all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, I don't think this is, this is a good thing. Versus <laughs> now, I'll do... It's, I'm still doing flexible dieting, but I don't change my foods up as much. Plus, it keeps my grocery bill down, so I don't have such a high variety of, of different foods. Because I can be like, oh, okay, I need, you know, I just need maybe four or five things, and then uh, I'll throw in something else just in case I get bored of it. Um, but it's all, I track everything on my fitness pal. Um, and then it just comes, it makes prepping a lot easier because I can just cook a, like, I got chicken in the uh, slow cooker right now, which I'm going to, it's going to be ready for the next several days. Um, I got potatoes, um, hash browns, salsa and stuff, you know, all that's, all that's that track and stuff. And how many, how many meals are you typically eating in a day? Um... I'll eat one before I go to work, eat three at work, and then I eat uh, I eat two when I um, eat one on my way back from the gym, and then I eat one before I go to sleep. So six six total. Yeah, I just changed my uh, my meals up this week, and I'm I'm only doing one meal a day now. So I have basically a twenty four hour fast in between every oh. meal. Really? Yeah. So I'll eat. I'll wake up at three. I'll train at five, and then finish training at about seven, and then I'll have my first and only meal at about nine a.m. And then I won't eat again until after I train the next day at nine a.m. How does that work as far as your energy? Oh man, I feel like I feel like a million bucks. Like this has literally been my best prep to date. I've been prepping for this is the end of the eleventh week now. And I started at 3,500 calories. I'm currently down to 2,750. Um, my macros are, uh, if I remember correctly, like 215 grams of fat, um, uh, 185 grams of protein, and 20 grams of total carbohydrates. And I feel like a million bucks, man. Like my, I'm hitting PRs. Um, I'm leaning out like according to the, the skin caliper test, which for me is typically about 2% lower than like a DEXA scan. But according to that, I'm at like six and a half percent body fat right now. Oh, so you're getting dialed in real good then. 
Yeah, I, for me the 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 OMAD is good because like when I was eating carbs and I was even when I was eating keto, when I was eating more frequently, like I never was able like no one meal ever fully satisfied me like I was just always a little hungry after after I got done eating. So like you start automatically thinking about the next meal whereas with the one meal a day, you know, I'm having 2700 calories all at once. So I get like full, like I'm totally satisfied. And since I'm fat adapted, I'm able to go longer in between eating without getting any cravings or insulin spikes. So I feel super solid, energy's up, mental clarity sharp up until the next meal. That is crazy. So what do you have then? So let me just pull up my macros right now and I'll tell you. Um, currently, I have a coffee in the morning. I have two coffees in the morning and each has about three tablespoons of heavy cream. And then I have 35 grams of liverwurst sausage, half of a keto brick, nine ounces of 85-15 ground beef, three eggs, tablespoon of butter, six ounces of venison, another tablespoon of butter, a can of smoked oysters, and uh, the other half of that keto brick. So it's basically a full keto brick now that I'm doing the one meal a day. Are you serious? Yeah. So no wonder I'll... you don't want to eat. You don't eat all day. <laughs> Yeah, That's so much food. it's a lot of food, but there's it's not honestly a whole lot of volume because all that food is super dense. I mean, like the keto oh, yeah. bricks, a thousand calories and that's only 150 grams. Um, so, I mean, it's not like I'm eating just a ton of volume. If I was eating all that in volume, I'd, I'd probably feel terrible. I'd want to take a nap, but I'll eat that. And then I'll, I'll, I mean, I could literally go run right after I eat it, after I ate that, if I wanted to, because it doesn't really sit heavy on my stomach, you know? Even with all that fat, really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like if if you were to do that, having been following a carbohydrate-based diet, I mean, your body wouldn't really be able to assimilate all that fat uh, as well as mine because I've just been fat-adapted for longer. But, I mean, if the roles reversed, it'd be the same for me. Like, if I was to eat 360 grams of carbs, like, I probably wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't do too hot. Um, you know, so it's just totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. But oh. it's interesting because I feel like most, like, what I'm doing is so far removed from what most bodybuilders think you can do. Like, most people would think that if you went 24 hours without eating any calories and you're training hard that whole time, you're going to be burning all your muscle, which isn't really the case. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely different, but I love it, man. I mean, it's it's working. I'm leaning out and feeling great, so... No sense in changing it. That, yeah, if that works, I mean, that, wow, <laughs> wow. But it'll be it'll be good, man. I'm excited to see. Like, so who who else is competing? Do you know of anybody else in our group that's that's going to be stepping on stage this year? Or is it just the three of us? Um, I don't know if Mike I'm is competing gonna... or not. Uh, no, Mike is not competing. He's taking uh, his uh, off season break. What about Chris Elkins? Is he doing anything? He was gonna do Worlds last year, and then he got he had to go to the hospital. Yeah, he had a little uh, surgery, intestine surgery, I think, or something. Um, yeah, uh, I don't. I was trying to get my dude Antonio, uh, but he wasn't able to keep his pro card, so he's kind of trying to figure out what he's about to do. But he is for sure prepping, uh, competing this year. 
Nice, nice. What about uh, Khan? Have you heard kept up with him at all? Do you know if he's going to be competing anytime soon? I messaged him on Instagram, asked him if he's competing, but he looks like he's he's having having fun out in Arizona by the pool, sipping martinis and all that. <laughs> sipping sipping martinis. So no no shows for him coming. I don't think so, unless yeah. it's part of his macros. Yeah, yeah, those martinis factor those into the macros. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Like I I get fired up. I think about us all all competing at the same time. Like I was talking to somebody else on a podcast earlier this week and like, I feel like you don't really see much, you know, friendly competition, you know, publicized, especially in like a natural bodybuilding, like not like there was back in the golden era, you know, like you always had Franco Colombo, Arnold, you know, hyping up and being competitive with each other, but they were best friends. And like, you get that a little bit with the Olympia now, but not really because it's, it's like everybody's got their egos all tied up. And I want to kind of bring that into the natural bodybuilding space because I feel like we're all super cool, laid back, down to earth guys, and we're all very competitive. So it just kind of works out that way. Yeah, yeah, little camaraderie. Shoot, yeah, man, shoot, yeah. Well, cool deal, brother. Um, I don't want to keep too much of your time going, man. But what what is what is one thing you're going to do with this prep that is different from any prep you've done in the past? that you're excited to experiment with? We'll leave, we'll, um, we'll leave with that question. That's a good question. So I, so what, when I was watching Khan, Khan was uh, my big motivation for my last prep. Like I would follow his stories, message him, we would chat back and forth. Well, it ended up competing against each other. But during his prep, he was trained under Cliff Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Khan, you know, posted his stories about his prep and I was like man this guy's doing at towards the end of his prep he you know he dieted for a year and towards the end of his prep he did 15 minutes of cardio uh, twice a week and I was like what I'm over here doing you know 20 20 minutes of cardio you know uh 18 well I did 16 minutes of hit cardio towards the end and I was doing like 30 minutes on the treadmill and I'm like yeah I'm super jealous this guy's only doing 15 minutes so that's one of the things I want to try to do is try to see how much cardio I don't I don't have to do this prep and um, try to go from there. And then also I'm not taking as much supplements as I have taken in the past. Yeah. So because I don't work in a supplement store anymore, so I don't I don't get those discounts. <laughs> and so yeah, at the kind of. No, that's that's good, man. I feel like if you get quality food, then you don't need as much supplementation by any means. And I think, you know, doing a longer prep like you're talking about is 100% the way to do it. Like when people, you know, dive into a prep and they're only giving themselves like 12 weeks and they have to lose a bunch of weight, like it just, you have to diet so hard and so fast that you wind up losing muscle and you have to just do a lot more cardio. It just becomes a lot more miserable. And I think taking the slow, controlled, consistent approach is 100% the way to go. Exactly. Because it's not not so drastic. You know, you're not trying to go, you know, you're panicking. Oh, I need to drop, you know, two pounds a week and blah, blah, blah. Versus like just gradual, maybe half pound a week or whatever, you know, or a pound a week. And then just slowly lean up. Because if you have a lot of stress during your prep, that's, like, not good. Yeah. Because then your body gets sick, you know, 
and all these you get injured can get injured you know you lose too much muscle like you said yeah i feel like stress i mean like the first show that i had ever done i i cut i lost 70 pounds in 12 weeks and i lost so much muscle and i was so stressed the whole time man like i was just i developed that's when i developed all my eating disorders like it was just not good and now it's like i'm giving myself so much time chipping away at the macros very slowly being very slow and methodical with the with the cardio i feel like if you're able to just take it day by day and not kill yourself and actually enjoy the process like the the whole outcome will be much better exactly exactly versus like oh i can't wait till i'm done with prep so i can have this cheesecake or which I did last time, and uh, or <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till I'm done with prep so I can eat all this food that I've never eaten in my life, blah blah blah. And then you just yeah, you mentally you know start getting all these disorders and stuff. Is there any food you that you're up. thinking about already? Like now that you're you know in prep officially, is there anything that you're already looking forward to eating when it's all said and done? No, I'm not. I haven't really thought about any of that. That's good. Trying not to stay. I'm trying not to think about that. But um, because like, if I start doing that, and then it's gonna be like, I I need to put a a a time limit on when I'm done with prep. Yeah, totally. No Food Network. No Food Network. (laughs) (laughs) But I did buy some um, Kodiak cakes just in case I get bored and I want a sweet craving. But I haven't really had any sweet cravings yet. That's good. That's good. Well, you're still eating plenty of calories. I mean, if you only taper down to 2,500 calories, man, I mean, that, that would be really good because you wouldn't be getting down there in, like, the the really low levels where things really start changing for a bad, for, for the worse. Right. Those poverty numbers and stuff. Yeah, not good. Not good. Well, sweet, man. Um, I'm super excited for the year. I'm, I'm super excited to see what, what I can bring to the table, what you can bring, what Eric can bring, what anybody else is. Like it's it's gonna be good, man. We're gonna we're gonna get this party started. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is gonna be. I'm excited too. This gives me a little bit of motivation knowing that you're you're gonna be competing at it. Might have to. <laughs> I might have to get speed things up. Drop my bike out a little faster or something. Just can, man. I mean, I'm I am 100 planning on beating you. So get ready. <laughs> Oh shoot! It is on. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, shoot, man. Where can people go to find out more about you? Follow you on social and and uh, see what you're doing. Uh, IG the Lionel's Den, and then uh, I have a Facebook fan page or a Facebook like bodybuilding page. Um, it's just Lionel Nat- Natural Pro Bodybuilder. I don't post any much. I haven't posted much on my personal Facebook. Because, uh, I don't know, I just didn't really, if they want to follow me on my bodybuilding page, go ahead and do that. But mostly that and Instagram. Awesome. Well, I will certainly link out to those, make it easy for people to get in touch. And uh, other than that, man, keep killing it. We'll be in touch. And bring your best A-game to the table, man. I, I want I want to compete against you at your best. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right, brother. Pleasure as always, man. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having me on your podcast. You bet, man. Anytime, anytime. Take care, brother.